Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, we are going to get into a Q&A episode. I've got three questions here that are all really centered around nutrition and understanding the importance of nutritional periodization and talking about calorie deficits. We're talking about how to transition from deficits to maintenance periods and when you should do that and what makes the most sense and how long reverse diet should be and a few really important questions that I feel like are going to help you guys create some understanding in terms of your nutrition on how to create the results that you want long term, but more importantly than that, how to sustain the results that you want long term. And that's something that's very big with us here at Lost and Lifting is absolutely we want to go out and we want to create a result, right? We want to go out and we need to put you into a calorie deficit to create fat loss if getting leaner is your goal. But at the end of the day, to get to where you want to be and sustain it long term doesn't come down to just keeping yourself in a calorie deficit forever. And this is a mistake that I made when I first got into nutrition about 10 years ago and I kept myself in a calorie deficit for a two to three year period, which killed my relationship with food, which put me in a bad mental state, honestly, which started to mess with, uh, like I almost started to have body dysmorphia in different ways. And it just put me in a bad position with my entire life because really I was so focused on restricting calories to look a certain way that it started to affect me mentally just as much as it started to affect me physically. And so I'm very passionate about all of these questions that came up today because again, they are the questions that are going to allow you to create sustainability in the long term and not just create the result, like I said, but sustain the result in a healthy way that keeps your mental health intact, that keeps your physical health intact, that's going to make it so that the hard work that you put in is actually worth it in the long run. But before we get into these few questions that I'm about to hop into, I just have one quick ask from you as the listener. As you know, we don't do advertising on this show. Um, There's no sponsorships. There's no nothing like that. There's no revenue that comes from this. It's just simply me wanting to give you as much value as, as possible to be able to go out and create the results that you want with your body composition. So the only ask that I have of you is if you have just a little bit of spare time while you're even sitting here listening to the podcast, scroll down if you're on Apple and leave the show a rating as well as a written review if you have the chance to. Again, this is the one way that Apple will push out the show to more and more people is by getting more and more reviews down below because if you're reviewing the show, that means you're enjoying what you're seeing here and that prompts Apple to want to push it out to more listeners. So that is the one ask. If you are finding value from this, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you could go down below and leave the show a review just to prompt Apple to push the show out to more people. So that's the one ask that I have from you. Enjoy the episode. Let's just hop into it. Question number one comes from Krista. She asks, How do you know if your calorie deficit is too big? This is a really good question because honestly, it gets asked 
all the time. And there are a few really telling ways to know if your deficit is too big right from the start um, that you should be paying attention to. One, when you put yourself into a calorie deficit and the goal becomes fat loss, if within the first week or two you're already overly hungry and you're really food focused, you're going to bed at night already looking forward to your next meal um, that's going to come up in the next morning. You're already looking forward to breakfast as you're going to sleep. Um, Your recovery is already poor in terms of the gym. You are already staying sore for a longer period of time than you were when you were in the calorie deficit. Your energy is already down. These are all really big signs that right off of the bat, your calorie deficit is most likely too big. And maybe these things don't happen to you right from the start. Maybe you get two, three, four, five, six months into the deficit and these things start to happen to where hunger really starts to ramp up. You're stay food focused. You're going to bed at night, excited to wake up in the morning just so that you can have breakfast. Your recovery is getting worse and worse. These are all signs that you're to a point to where you probably need to take a break from the calorie deficit as well. Because the matter of the fact is the first couple of months of the deficit, you're not going to have a lot of, you sh- at least you shouldn't, if you're doing things correctly, you shouldn't have a lot of metabolic adaptation or downregulation of hormones or anything like that. If you're going at a moderate pace and you're aiming for somewhere around 0.5 to 1% of total body weight lost um, per week on average, you shouldn't have a lot of these negatives take place because the de- the deficit is moderate right? To where it's going to take a, t- a little bit of time for this to catch up to you. But the deeper that you get into it, the more the metabolism will most likely downregulate. The more your hormones will most likely um, start to downregulate as well in terms of your hunger is going to get worse. Your recovery might get a little bit worse. Your energy levels might be a little bit worse. And if it's getting to a point where it's starting to really affect you, this is a sign that it's probably time to start a reverse diet back to maintenance even if you haven't made it all the way to your goal yet. I was actually, I made a post on Instagram yesterday and I had somebody leave me a comment on the post that was talking about how they've lost 60 pounds, they're in amazing shape at this point, better shape than they've ever been in in their entire lives, but they're at like 11% body fat. This is a guy and he's at 11% body fat and he's lost 60 pounds and now he's at a point to where his relationship with food is starting to struggle. He's finding himself binging a couple of times per week. His hunger levels are high. His mental health around food is getting worse and worse. He's getting much more food focused. And I told him, well, it's most likely time for you to take a diet break. And he said, yeah, but I'm trying to get in my best shape for the summer. And I just simply wrote him back and said, aren't you already in your best shape that you've ever been in? It sounds like you've lost 60 pounds. And he said, well, yeah, but I just feel like I can do more. I said, well, your body's in a point now to where it's asking you to come back to a maintenance. You've created really good progress, but if your mental health around food is starting to go haywire, don't you think it would make more sense for you to focus on sustaining what you've created on higher calories and enjoying the result of where you are now? from a healthy mindset rather than thinking you need more and more and more, which will and continue with the binge restrict cycle that's more than likely going to lead to the yo-yo of you putting all that weight back on because you're realizing what you're doing isn't sustainable. Now, when I said that to him, honestly, I didn't even get a reply from him because he probably had to think about it deeply and maybe it wasn't what he wanted to hear. And I know when I was in that position, when I was doing the same sort of thing as he was, that wasn't what I wanted to hear but I know that it was what I needed to hear, right? And sometimes we can get in this more, more, more mentality 
of needing to push harder and harder and harder. But if hunger is high, if you're starting to binge, um, if you're extremely food focused, if your recovery is poor, your energy is poor, you're starting to feel miserable and overly restricted, that means that the calorie deficit has gone on for too long and it's time to come up and take a break at a maintenance level through a reverse diet or just a diet break, whatever it may be in your position to allow all of that to settle back in, focus on maintaining where you're currently at on higher calories at a maintenance level, allow your hormones to come back up to regulate, allow your metabolism to get a little bit stronger, allow your mind some time just to recover and slow down and focus on the present and enjoying where you're currently at. And then as you've sat there for a while, metabolism gets to a good place, your hunger is regulated, you're feeling satiated, you're feeling full, you're feeling good, your energy is back, your, your training's better than ever, your recovery is really good. Then this puts you in a position to where you can go back into a deficit in the future if you choose to. So I know the question is, how do you know if your calorie deficit is too big? But honestly, when you first get started, I mean, you can go decently low in calories from the start and get semi-aggressive and you shouldn't see a whole lot of of these negatives that I'm talking about really early on in the deficit. And if you are seeing these happen really early on in the deficit in terms of hunger, in terms of recovery, in terms of food focus, um, your energy levels, well then obviously you probably start with your calorie deficit too big and you need to increase calories just a little bit to find something that's going to be much more manageable for you. But more importantly than that, The real question is here is, in my opinion, how do you know if your calorie deficit has gone too long? So that's really what I wanted to hammer home here is that if you're in this position, if you're getting into this binge restrict cycle, you've created some progress on your own already, but you're always focusing on more, 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 more. Sometimes that more, 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 more mentality puts you in a position to lose the results that you've created because you're not willing to go at the pace that your body is asking you to go at to create that result long-term by taking breaks at maintenance throughout that process and learning to periodize your nutrition and understanding that you can't just stay in a deficit forever. You have to give your body more food from time to time to allow your metabolism to stay strong, to allow your mindset to stay strong, um, and to allow your hormones to stay in a strong place to where you stay in control of your body and it does the things that you're asking it to do by you doing the things that it's asking you to do as well. All right, question number two comes from Sarah. She asks, should I be eating at a deficit or maintenance if I'm more focused on building muscle rather than losing fat? Again, another really good question that honestly, I feel like social media has done a very poor job at explaining to most people because Honestly, this question should be common sense, but it's not because all that most content creators on Instagram, TikTok, all they want to talk about is calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, right? But at the end of the day, if your main goal is to be building muscle and not necessarily to be losing fat, there's no reason for you to be in a calorie deficit. A calorie deficit is only needed when fat loss is the goal. And so understanding this, when the goal is to be building muscle, the most optimal position that you could put yourself in to build muscle would be actually to put yourself in a very moderate surplus of calories. 
meaning that you are intaking just slightly more calories than your body is actually burning. This is going to put your body in the most anabolic position possible and um, fueled efficiently enough to be able to add lean muscle tissue to your frame through your training. But the negative of this and what scares most people is that when we put you into a small surplus, the chances of you putting on some body fat is are very, very high. You most likely are going to put on a little bit of body fat as you put yourself into a surplus. But it's also going to put you in the best position possible to put on muscle as well. But when we start to understand nutritional periodization over the long term and how we can control deficit phases, maintenance phases, and building phases, aka surplus phases, we don't have to be scared of putting on a little bit of body fat in the short term. If our body fat levels are already very healthy, again, if, if we're not focused on losing body fat, that probably means you're in a decent stage of, you're at a decent stage of leanness in terms of how much body fat you have on your frame. And so going through a building phase to where you're in a slight surplus and you're optimizing muscle growth, but you're also maybe putting on a little bit of body fat throughout that process as well. Well, if you can go through a three to six month period of that and you can put on an efficient amount of muscle and maybe you put on a little bit of body fat as you're doing that too. And you can just put yourself into a deficit back after you've gone through that build phase to strip off a little bit, a little bit of that body fat that you put on. And now you look your all time best because you optimize muscle growth. And then you went through the deficit afterwards to drop any of that body fat that you put on during that muscle growth. Now you're in a position to where your body's going to be a lot further along in terms of added lean muscle definition to your frame a lot faster because you're allowing yourself to go through these different phases to optimize different pieces of your journey. Right. And so by no means do you need to be in a deficit to lose or to gain muscle. You only need to be in a deficit, a deficit of calories where you're eating less calories and your body burns when the goal is fat loss. And so if your main goal is to build muscle at the moment, that's exactly what I would start to do. I would start at a maintenance level of calories for a one to two week period. I have, I have ladies that come in and um, want to go through muscle building phases all of the time. I have a lot of guys that come in that we work with that are wanting to go through muscle building phases as well. And so how we'll periodize this out is... The first couple of weeks when somebody comes in to work with us, we'll start them in a maintenance phase or we'll call it more of a primer phase to where we're trying to establish where their maintenance calories are at, right? This is where like we'll bring them in, we'll start them on a caloric intake that should be around their maintenance level, put them there for a week or two, get some data based on um, their weigh-ins, their photos, their measurements, how they're feeling, their fullness levels, see if their body maintains on that weight. If it does, amazing. Now we know exactly what to do to go place them into a small surplus of calories, right? Then we'll bump calories by, let's say hundred to 300, um, on a daily basis from that initial maintenance, um, intake. And from there we'll go into that surplus of that one to 300 calorie bump. And we'll stay there for anywhere from a 10 all the way up to a 24 week period where we're just slowly chipping away at getting stronger in the gym, progressive overloading over time, slowly adding around 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per month on average. So we're not gaining at a really fast rate. If you're 150 pounds, that's literally going to be around one to one and a half pounds 
per month on average that you're going to be gaining. Maybe a little bit more than that if you want to get a little bit more aggressive. And you might be up to two, two and a half pounds of gain per month. And if you do that over the course of, let's say, three or four months, well, then you're going to be up around six to 10 pounds roughly throughout that process, which we would suspect around 50%, maybe, maybe if we're lucky, 60% of that gain comes from muscle. So you've put on five to six pounds of muscle, you've gained 10 pounds, let's say, then we can strip off that four to five pounds of body fat that you put on through a, a one and a half to two month cut to show off that lean muscle that you've been able to build. So now you're back to the same level of leanness that you were when you started the cut or when you started the build um, at the end of the cut but you have more muscle frame, muscle mass on your body or more muscle definition so that you actually look a whole lot better than you did before. And that just comes down to, again, manipulating deficit periods, maintenance periods, as well as surplus periods to continue to improve your body composition over the long term. And this is a little bit more of an advanced approach, right? If you're a brand new beginner to training, um, you've only been at it for, let's say, less than a year less than six months and you haven't been training with progressive overload over time. Well, in this position, you might just be able to sit at a maintenance level of calories and you could do a little bit of recomp to where you're going to be able to slowly put on some lean muscle tissue while just maintaining the level of body fat that you already have, which is going to create a higher, um, lean muscle ratio to body fat ratio, which will actually have you look leaner and you'll create a recomp to where your body fat percentage goes down and your lean muscle, um, percentage goes up, which creates a body recomp. Again, this isn't common for everybody or something that everybody can do. But if you are newer to training, you're just getting into it within like your first six months to a year, let's say this is something that can be possible. It will be at a little bit of a slower pace, but the more advanced that you get, and you've been at this for a long time. And let's say you've been dieting for a really long time on lower calories, um, or just not doing things quite as efficiently and periodizing your nutrition out like this. This is when it makes more sense to go through the deficit, the maintenance and the surplus phases over the long term to ultimately end up creating progress in each phase of where you're at so that year after year, you're adding a little bit more lean muscle definition, getting a little bit leaner and continue to look better and better over the long term. All right, let's move on to the third and final question of today, which comes from Marlene. She asks, how long should I be in a reverse diet before going back into another calorie deficit? Again, this is another really good question that needs some clarification, I think. So as far as the reverse diet goes, a reverse diet should, for the most part, only last somewhere between three, maybe up to six weeks or so before you get back to a maintenance level to where you sit at a maintenance level of calories and you're no longer reverse dieting. You're more focused just on maintaining, right? And so as we talked about actually in the first question, we talked a lot about as you stay in the deficit for a good amount of time your metabolism will downregulate and create adaptation, right? Your hormones will downregulate where hunger levels will get higher, recovery in the gym will get poor, energy levels will get worse um, over time. And so the reverse diet, the goal of the reverse diet is just to simply to get you back to a maintenance level of calories and potentially create a little bit of metabolic adaptation on the way up to increase where your current maintenance is at a little bit to allow you to eat a little bit more food and create a little bit more flexibility. But the goal of a reverse diet and where a lot of people go wrong when reverse dieting is they start, they just go every week and increase calories by 50 calories per week to get them back up to a maintenance. Now that's going to take a really long time and it all, it, basically just slows down 
um, the time to get back to your maintenance level of calories, which keeps you in a deficit for longer, which is going to keep you having those negative outcomes of the deficit in place for a longer period of time. And so when I reverse diet somebody, it really just comes down to that first initial bump that we'll take after a reverse diet is a little bit more of an aggressive bump. We're going to add an additional 250 to 300 calories per week to their daily intake right off of the bat. Again, is this getting them all the way back up to their maintenance level? No, but it's getting us pretty close to where from there we can inch up by a 50 to 100 calories per week afterwards, depending upon how their weigh-ins um, and their feedback comes back after that first initial bump. This just gets us back to maintenance faster. It's gonna get us out of the deficit faster. It's gonna get our hormones responding better faster, our metabolism responding better faster. It's gonna get our mental state responding better faster as well. And again, if, if you're just trying to increase by 50 calories every single week to get back to a maintenance, it's better than not increasing to get back to a maintenance. So I'd rather you see do that than not take any action and start to increase at all. But at the same time, I think you're wasting a lot of time by not pushing calories back up to maintenance a little bit quicker at first with that first bigger initial bump and then slower bumps weekly afterwards until you get to a point to where calories are higher um, and you're maintaining while feeding yourself a decent amount of calories, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're only adding 50 calories per week, that's essentially nothing in that week to week basis, right? 50 calories is very, very unnoticeable. If you do that for a solid 10 to 12 weeks, you'll get back up there. But again, that means that you're going to be in a deficit for another 10 to 12 weeks, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I would rather reverse you up and get you out of the deficit within a three to six week period rather than a 10 to 12 week period. So first and foremost, when you're asking how long should the reverse diet be, I think that your reverse diet should only be somewhere around three to six weeks or so. But when it comes to how long you should wait before going back into another deficit, that's another question. Because after that three to six weeks and we get back through the reverse, that doesn't just mean that you're ready to go through another deficit again right away, right? Because the reverse is just getting you out of the deficit. Throughout that time where you're increasing calories, you're not going to see a ton of um, improvement in terms of all of those negative feedbacks that I was talking about. Your hunger might get a little bit better. Your mental state around food and food focus might get a little bit better, but it's not going to be completely cured, right? And this is where we just want to sit up at your maintenance level after going through the reverse for a long enough period of time that's going to allow all of those negatives to get back to a baseline to where energy feels good. Training's getting a whole lot better. Again, while you're sitting at a maintenance level, recovery's a whole lot better. Your hunger levels are down. You're feeling satiated the majority of the time. You're not going to bed worried about breakfast the next morning. You're getting back to just more of a normal relationship with food like an, like an average person would have, right? And this takes you staying at a maintenance for a decent amount of time. And again, I can't give you an exact time frame of how long you're going to need to stay at maintenance after your deficit before going back into another deficit because it's going to depend on the severity of the last deficit, of how long the deficit went, of how negative all of those biofeedback feedback markers got during that deficit. Um, all of these things are going to depend how long you're going to need to stay at maintenance. And so the best answer that I can honestly give you here is you need to allow all of those biofeedback markers to get back to their baseline, to where they're in a really good place. Like I mentioned, hunger's in a really good place. You're feeling satiated. You're not going to bed worried about breakfast in the morning. You're training really well. You're feeling full. You're getting good pumps in the gym. Your energy is high. Your recovery is high. You're just back to a really good place to where you're feeling really good. 
at this point. And again, this could take a month. This could take two, three, four, five, six months. It depends on how severe that diet was that you were in. And now as you sat here and you've got to a point to where you're feeling really, really good, I would argue that you should still take at least another one month all the way up to another six months to just enjoy where you're currently at and allow yourself to really hammer home maintenance and really hammer home homeostasis in general, just where you're feeling your best and get your mental state in a really strong position and continue to build up your motivation for the next diet to come through so that now you're in a position to where you're comfortable at maintenance and you're not always looking forward to the next deficit. Because at the end of the day, in the long term, we ultimately want to live at maintenance, right? I like to refer to deficits as something that we do. Deficits are like, I like to refer to maintenance as home, right? Maintenance is your home base. Just like for us as everyday people, we go to work every day, but we always come back home, right? Your deficit is like going to work. You go to work, but at some point you need to recover to come back home to rest. Maintenance is where we ultimately want to be. And so that's what you want to have your eyes on in the long term is being at a maintenance level to sustain the progress that you're creating over the long run. The deficit is a stressor, something that you need to do to create the results that you want. Absolutely. But it's not something that you want to always be looking forward to. You want your home base and that thing that you're looking forward to, to be maintenance. And so when you spend more time at maintenance, that solidifies that as your home base and then you'll spend less time in deficits and you'll end up in a position to where you're sustaining your body composition long term much easier. And that hard work that you go put in during those deficit phases is great and it's needed, but ultimately our mind is in a position to where we want to get back to maintenance. And we start to look at it from that perspective rather than when can I go into my next deficit? When can I go into my next deficit? When can I go into my next deficit? Now you're putting yourself in a much healthier position, a much healthier mindset when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to dieting, when it just comes to overall health so that you can actually focus on maintaining the results that you create in the long term. And this is where so many people mess up, right? There's a reason why 90% of people who lose more than 10 pounds end up putting all of it, if not back, if not more back on within a year's time frame. It's because everybody's so focused about the diet. Everybody's so focused about the deficit. Everybody's focused about more and more and more results that we lose sight of maintenance and the importance of maintenance. And so we end up in this yo-yo that we diet too hard. We restrict too many food groups. We go way too low calorie. We stay in the deficit for way too long because we don't have this core understanding that maintenance is home base. Maintenance in the long term is the goal, not dieting but maintenance. And again, this is something that I messed up with for a long time. It wrecked my relationship with food. I was in the binge restrict cycle for years. My energy was terrible. My recovery was terrible. I was losing muscle mass in the gym. My strength was decreasing. I was going to bed every single night. So excited just to fall asleep so I could wake up the next morning to have my breakfast because I was going to bed, literally starving myself. I was lean. It was awesome but my life sucked. My anxiety was high. My energy was poor. I was always irritable. So I really want to drive this point home. Maintenance is your home base. Maintenance, maintaining the results that you create 
is the long-term goal. That's where you ultimately want to end up. So hopefully this helps. Like I said, those are the three questions that we're going to go in today. If you have questions that you would like to ask for me to bring on future podcast episodes, there's always a link down below, lostandlifting.com backslash podcast that will take you to a form where you can ask your questions. And when you submit them, they'll go directly into my inbox. And from there, I'll shoot you back a message um, answering your questions for you, just one-to-one. But I'll also bring those questions onto the show if I feel like they'll be helpful for others as well. Like I said, I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon.